This is a Cosmic Octave original podcast. Me and Jake running down the street with a handful of comic books kicking ass and yeah. banging chicks and drinking beer. No, not and me. Smoking I'm not weed. me. I'm married. Oh, yeah, well, I'm married. Jake. Yeah, I do that. Yeah. I'll pay off shopping with Jake and Tyler. Yeah. Let's, Is that starting the show? Yeah. I thought you were playing with the soundboard. Oh. Well, if I did, it would be... Boring! <laughs> I think it's... Brilliant! Yeah, me too. Although some people think it's sloppy. Why'd you do that? Because you don't ever remember... Like, I can't signal you. You know what, man? Fuck you! <laughs> you know what I need? I need a pad of paper so I can just hold up like sloppy, sloppy. Yeah, that's what it yeah. is. That's our show. Yeah, is that's show. our show, everybody. You know what the show is? is Jake plays with the soundboard. That's what that Jake is. Jake plays with I the mean? soundboard, and, and Tyler all, reacts. And I'm all like, Ooh, yeah, Ooh, yeah. And I'm all like, pew pew quip, <laughs> pew pew quip. Anyway, and, and all I really want to do is I want to. Oh, I, I want to be. You wanna, I want to be. Hold on. You want to be. I want to be having sex with him. Nice. Finally. Anyway, this is episode one seventeen, <laughs> number one hundred seventeen. Why do we suck? Okay. <laughs> off panel. One seventeen. I'm, I'm Jake. Tyler. By the way, that's I'm Tyler. Tyler. You say it before I can say it. I'm Jake. It's always I'm Jake. He's Tyler. Mm. Or I'm Jake. That's Tyler. You want to start over? No. Okay. We live with our choices. We live with our choices. You know what? I started it. I'm gonna finish it. Finish it. We live with our choices. We live with our voices. Wow, that's good. Thanks. We've been writing songs, man. I don't know if you heard that, but my dog is being a little turd. He's well, he's excitable. Some would say being a little douche. No, I'm kidding. What he's just being be? a dog. <laughs> We're not gonna sing it on the air. It's a secret song. Secret song until it's ready to be released. Episode one seventeen. We got some things to talk about now. Um, Did we talk about the strike being over? We talked about it when it was pretty much a done deal. But the yeah, the writer strikes over. SAG after still on strike, so actors that'll, still can't promote shows. Right, but that'll movies. go away soon. I mean, you'd have to think that they're going to be close to a deal. Um, and <sighs> I th- fucking studios. I ju- yeah. Well, you know what's crazy about that whole st- all of that is like they swore for five months. They could never meet any of those demands, and the writers got everything. Because what we said during the strike, you will not win. Yeah. The studios will not win. Dude, um, do you remember um, around the same time the UPS strike was going on, and my neighbor works for UPS. And I told you how right before they were about to go on strike, they were talking the whole time. We can't give you this. We can't give you this. We don't have it. We yeah, don't have they, it. And then they did a work stop. And then the day before they were supposed to strike, they were like, here's everything you wanted. Yeah. Yeah, you they're had just, it the whole time, you just fucking shitheads. Yeah, just why? Why? What? what? You're, you're eventually going to pay it. You make yourself look like a shitty corporation and to the rest of us. The new content's going to dry up. Look, we have yeah. plenty of content that we could be watching. Like, that's, that's never been... And they just don't understand that we have so much... There's so much access to entertainment at your fingertips. Like, uh, we were talking, um, I just bought a new TV recently, and mm. it immediately, like, as soon as you boot up that TV, it's like an old cable TV guide, but it has all the streaming services, all, you know, you can have it all directly on your TV. You don't, oh, yeah. you know, and... I don't even use my Blu-ray anymore. Why? 
if I want to see a movie, even if see, I have I'm, it, I'm, I can I'm almost, find it. I'm also in a weird spot where I'm kind of leaning towards getting back into physical media just because I would. I'm, because this this is the one my bullshit. My is such a bitchy little thing, though. This is the one bullshit excuse they're going to use. They're gonna no disc detected. They're going to raise streaming prices. Oh, yeah. Because. Yeah, of course uh, they are. Now they're going to have to say, well, we go to pay our riders more, so we're going to have to raise our Dude, prices. Dude, a big bag of potato chips right now, like Doritos, is like $7 at the fucking grocery store right now. If you can sit through the seven dollars, anno- if you if you can sit through the annoying ads, mm. you can have a, a, a unbelievable amount of hours and thousands of hours of content. There's a separate uh, kind of uh, hub on Amazon called Freevee. Yeah, and they actually have some original content on there, and that's With actually ads. where the ju- jury duty came on. Yeah, great show. Right, Fantastic. that's Freevee, yeah. and. You can watch so much stuff. Like, I watch Night Court, and it's ads. But, dude, you don't even notice them. I mean, it's just like well, you used to watch TV. Th- this is going to be the death knell for cable, because now it's easier than ever. Where it's designed is like, now old people, you can literally just... It's programmed into your TV. You have one remote. It You have all these streaming services, all this... You, you can go to live TV if you want to use your antenna. Pluto and whatever, yeah. So, it's uh, that's the thing, is... Well, you know... We're, we're living, and they're, they're going to have to struggle with that, and they're going to have to understand that I think content is the is the king, and content will always be king, right? Yeah. And I think and that's, humans create it, and it's going to force better. It's going to force better shows. It's going to force better writing because you're going to have to convince people, yeah, to pay because it's it's getting ridiculous. Prices. And, and prices. I, I won't pay for Netflix for a couple reasons. One, they jack up their fucking prices every year. For no reason. Honestly, and I two, they cancel every show as soon as it gets popular so they don't have to pay the creators any sort of bonus or anything. So they don't have to give them raises. You're gonna, so fuck you, Netflix. Where the fuck do you get off? It's just like the box office right now. You're seeing more people be selective. People are going to be... You know what I would like? Uh, if I don't know how you would do this equation, but say all content stopped being created today. And we're talking movies and television shows and documentaries, Okay. Somebody calculate all that stuff. How long would it take us? How long would it take somebody constantly watching content with breaks for sleeping? How long would it take them for to get through everything that's already been made before they got to any they did, new they stuff? They actually did a Futurama, like the new episodes. They did a, the first episode was like on that concept where okay. Fry locked himself into this chamber that is like like a mummy's chamber pretty much. And he's just beaming it directly to his face, just binge watching the like thousands and thousands of episodes. Yeah. Eventually, he catches up, and this is like ridiculous number of episodes. Like it said, like eleven thousand episodes. Yeah. And they had to start producing new episodes in real time to keep up with him because he was just binge watching it so much. You know what I mean? That's funny. As Which shit. is such a like. It came out during the strikes, and obviously it was written and animated way before the strikes, but right. it's just funny how it came out around that time, because it is that of, like... I'm thinking I need to get Hulu again. Like, they're, you're never going to keep up with the pace of human beings, and, and how... I know I have things where I read... There's comic books that I get really into, and I read for a while, and I just stop. There's TV shit. There's YouTube channels I watch, like, religiously that I just stop at times, at periods at a time. You know, people... Take breaks in between. We were just talking about hot fuzz, and I just sucked down the last of my shake, and I was worried about brain freeze. And there's that part where they're sitting in the car where he's eating his ice cream cone, and he has that look on his face because he remembers something. 
And he goes, what's the matter? You got brain freeze? And he's like, no, to the station. And he takes, yeah. a, he takes a big bite of his own ice cream yeah. cone and, oh! Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so fucking brilliant. You derailed the show, Tyler. Shut up. Whoa. Hey, is, let's get this out of the way. Why I want to eat this these. now? I told you we didn't have We time. should always do this beforehand. We have one news story, and then we're getting into review mania, because we got three shows to review. That's fine. All right? Nice. Right. Right, you ready? I just want to play your fucking music. Yep. Well, last week you were talking about what hey. What's a mama? Everybody knows what I'm talking about. I said, hey. What's a mama? Everybody knows what I'm talking about. I said, hey. What's in my mouth? Everybody knows what I'm talking about. I said, hey. Sorry, I probably blasted that. Reese's Big Cup with Reese's Puffs cereal in the inside. You know how Reese's Pieces has been going nuts about. You know, pretty soon you're here's some pretty, chips. Pretty soon you're gonna see a Reese's with condoms in it. Well, it already has nuts. But yeah. Hey, you know what? We got a Reese's with staples in oh, it. Oh, I. It's too fucking low. dipshit. I forgot to wow. turn the bed off. I'm sorry. Wow, I just called it a dipshit. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's you. Here's a here's a Reese's with Hep C. Anyway, um, <laughs> wow. Ew, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Bad product choice, brother. Okay, Reese's so, PC. No, it's Re- Reese's. If we say Reese's, you're off. Don't listen to our yeah, show. Yeah, get the hell get out. out. Get out of my house. So Reese's Pieces <laughs> with a uh, big cup. Uh, Reese's Puffs. Uh, with Reese's big cup with Reese's Puffs. Here's yours. Now I don't know if you noticed the top of these. <clears throat> But clearly they had to do some alchemy to get the damn puffs in there. Because have you ever seen, like, before you eat it, hold up. I'm not going to put it in my mouth. <laughs> anyway, that's a drop. You ever see? yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen, uh, like, movies where, like, a dude is heating up a, a block of solid metal or solid, you know, whatever, you know? Yeah. And it looks like this. It kind of looks like that, the, uh, the effect that they make. It kind of looks like... Something inside the the, oh, the cup is trying like, to get out. I, can I like? Can we, there's got to be footage of this somewhere, of this being made because it yeah. looks like some guy just fucking took like a thumb full of Reese's puffs and just jammed it in there <laughs> and then smothered and it, it over. Just like yeah, just yeah. a little butter no, knife. That's exactly what, that's exactly what it looks like. It looks like that hole you put in your parents' house basement. <laughs> When you were pissed and you punched a hole through the drywall, oh. and then you tried to fix it yourself, and it looked like that. You said basement and hole, and I thought it was something else. No, when I was a anyway, kid, yeah, I punched the wall and I put a hole in my parents. Yeah, you didn't fuck your couch. No, <laughs> I was not tech night. More on that later. You know, our demographic is mostly ASMR. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> is that why we're getting so many more subscribers? You got to check these dudes out. They're not ASMR, a- ASMR, but they get me so hard. They're so good at mouth fucking. <laughs> <laughs> when they eat something, I just want to eat it out of their mouths. Mm. Uh, you know what? Unequivocally. I'll eat your ass. Big well, bam. it's a Reese's peanut butter cup, so I'm gonna give it a um, the middle, which is nice. 
No, man. We were wrong. Nice. The reason why I'm going to give it that is because it's nothing different than any other Reese's peanut butter cup I've ever had. I'm going to knock you out. It isn't. I don't even see the damn puffs. I ate it like... Unnecessarily violent. I mean, I'm true. I'm just saying, I want to be able to see the damn puffs. And I can't. I don't know, man. That was delicious. That's the only... Yeah, it's a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. It's a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Great. Ugh, yeah. It was okay. Oh, just okay, man. That was like... Crack cocaine. <laughs> I could eat like three of those. Oh, the rest of mine. Oh, really? You don't want to have anything that's been in my mouth. <laughs> oh! No follow-up. <laughs> well, hey! The pregnant pod. What's up? So, we got news. We got news. We got news for you. For you. It's awesome that the strike ended for writers and now they're back to work and now we can start talking about shit. shit. Finally. We got news and we got like a bunch of shows. A lot to talk about. I can't wait to talk about Ahsoka. I can't wait to talk about all of them. No, you can't. But let's let's do just that. Let's wait. So, <laughs> there's a big Vanity Fair article that just came out. We're recording this on Tuesday, October tenth. Mm. Um, when this came out, uh, about I wanted. Problem is, I added this topic last minute, and I don't have. T- I think next week is that why it sucks. Wow. <laughs> but I think next week we should dedicate more time to this this vanity uh, vanity Vanity Fair. No, is it Variety or Vanity Fair? Vanity Fair. Variety. Oh. Well, this variety article because it talk it's mostly focused on Amber Heard and turmoil about her fighting with Jason Momoa, feeling like he was trying to get her fired. There's people accusing Momoa of being drunk on the set. Like there's a bunch of controversy and I want to cover that and I want to give it the time it deserves. But there's another thing that came out of that article. This is directly from the variety article uh and it also has an impact on the DCEU and James Gunn's DCU. Uh Yes. So none of the stars, this is directly verbatim, none of the stars stars cast by Zack Snyder for the 2016 Batman v Superman and 2017's Justice League, including Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, Gal Gadot, Ezra Miller, and Jason Momoa, none of them will be returning. They're, They're done playing those characters. Okay. Excuse me, that Reese is a mess of my tummy. My Reese is... <sighs> um, Momoa still seems like he's going to be attached, but possibly becoming Lobo in either the 2025 reboot Superman Legacy mm-hmm. or um, in a standalone movie. It's also mm-hmm. confusing because we also have confirmation that three characters will be returning to the DCU, being only, and uh, that is... Viola, uh, Viola Davis as Amanda Waller, John Cena as Peacemaker, and um, Blue Beetle. I can't think of the, I don't have the actor's name in front of me. but Zochitl something. Uh, name starts with an he'll, X. He'll be returning too. Yeah. So, he was in uh, Cobra Kai. And 
What's frustrating is I was thinking of the girl who played um, uh, Miss Marvel or Miss America in the. Never mind. I think that James Gunn is kind of getting the short end of the stick in some of the situations here because this feels like more and more that this announce the announcement that he wanted to do was supposed to be after Aquaman. I think he got four. They. They put him in a tough spot because Flash was a way to kind of set up and establish a, a way to explain how his universe exists. Mm. But then you also have Aquaman that's still attached to that as well. You have Blue Beetle that's still attached to that. So then there's there's a confusion it's of just like a it's, giant mess. It's, really, it's a confusion of what you think is important, what exists, what doesn't, mm. and I think. He's going to use Blue Beetle being the newest character and use that as, like, we can actually take this character and use it mm-hmm. um, in that whole storyline with Jaime and everything. And like he said in his announcement, Shazam is so far removed from everything else, they could still keep Shazam going. Right. It's just, it's just I feel like he was put in a rough spot because none of those movies mean anything. And I was like... There were some people that were like complaining about it when Shazam Two was coming out. When Black, like after all that stuff with Black Adam and then Shazam Two, people were like, "This movie's meaningless. And this movie doesn't matter." And I wanted to agree with them, but it's kind of true because Shazam and like, like what's the point of seeing this Aquaman movie? Yeah, this information tanks that fucking movie because you are. Absolutely assuring us that this movie well, and look at fucking James Wan, the situation that he got stuck with. I'm right. sorry, I'm rambling. Go ahead. No, no, you're fine. It's just, I mean, we, we talk about this all the time about yeah. how we are conditioned with these movies to be looking for what's moving the the broader story forward. And I have admitted, um, very, very many, a lot of times that I am am watching these movies sometimes for the with the wrong mindset. I'm watching, you know, uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness to see mutants or to see, you know, how it furthers the broader MCU storyline along, right? Yeah. And and we've talked about how that's not a great way to watch these because you forget about what's actually in the fucking movie. Well, it's because which is all of these people came together to to make a movie, to make Aquaman. Uh, what is it? The the Lost Kingdom. Uh, yeah. All these people came together to make this movie. Um, one of my favorite actors, producers, singers, okay, Patrick Wilson is in it. I love him. I love him. But all these, uh, Yaya Abdul-Mateen II, yeah. all, all these people came together to make this movie. And to say that it it means nothing, even though we, we, we know it does. But they tried to explain that away with... The right. Flash, right? The yeah. Flash is trying to say that all of this continuity exists. And that's fair. Just like what Marvel right. is trying to do. And yeah. So that's fine. But at the same time... But it sucks that there's so many people out there who are saying like... We've been conditioned for 12 years now... More than that, yeah. To view these movies, not as movies, as TV shows. They're yes. TV shows. They're two-hour-long seasons of a show. Yes. Because it's all tied to an area. And then, and then we're looking for what's next. What's bringing the, the larger story forward? So the movies struggle because then they try to rush a universe, and they make Zack Snyder the fucking driver of it, and it was a dis- terrible decision. Um, well, no, because when he... When he at you know the what? Time that's not it, fair. He was doing his version, and I just—it didn't work. Like at, at the time, Christopher Nolan was highly uh, was was attached 
in a in a very high position with the DCEU as well. They wanted him to do Superman. They wanted him to to, he, to be the Feige of the universe. But he ended up producing. And then Man that's when Jeff Johns came on and then fucked that whole thing up. Jesus. But it's just after Schneider left. I Snyder. think. But I also want to say there's positive to this because I think James Gunn deserves a chance to start fresh. And you can say it's not 100% fresh, that's fine. He's taking his toys and putting it in his new toy box. And if you're mad about that, fuck off. It's not his fault. He made the the, the most interesting and fun and best parts of that universe. And it's not the, it's not his I'm, fault that Warner Brothers doesn't know how to fucking protect their goddamn IP. And here's the thing. Yeah, they've been fucking up this for years. Right? But anyway, <laughs> what I also wanted to say, that's not taking away from the other movies in that universe. I'm not saying all of them are bad. There are movies that I like in the DCEU. But I think it's better off to accept the fact that like what he, what he was able to do mm-hmm. with just Peacemaker, a nothing character, how he was make that character to tie into the DC universe and make it make sense was enough to make me go, yeah, I fucking trust this guy. He understands DC. Yeah. I, I mean... <sighs> Yes, he's going to make changes that are different. You can you could argue there are some drastic changes with the Guardians of the Galaxy, and you could argue the comic book. You know what? It's not my fault. It's I enjoy it more. You could argue everybody likes it. Well, you could also argue that with the cameos in the last episode of Peacemaker, that kind of fucks his whole thing. But what has he been saying? And and again, this is why I think they forced his hand early in fucking. I'm still here for it. All of it. Almost derailing these fucking movies on purpose. To put him in a rough spot, but that's how confident he is in, in the people that he can get because he, what has he been saying this whole entire time? Story is the most important part of this. Yes. He understands. You're getting, they're doing something, look, what make, what Kevin Feige's run to Endgame, what made that so magical and, and, and perfect was because he had a group of really good directors. He had a good, and James Gunn understands that. Yeah, Sephron uh, is gonna. Is it Sephron? I think <coughs> Who? his partner is gonna figure out the oh. money. His partner's gonna figure out how to work with these studios, and he's free to be do all the creative decisions and have all these different writers and directors. And I'm all for it, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm here excited. For it. I'm here for it. What sucks is I don't know how it's gonna tie to the video games. That's the one thing that makes me worry because I prefer. Oh, for fuck's sake! You know what, man? What video games? What do you mean? Well, he's saying that everything's connected. So, animation, live action. Oh, for fuck's sake. Video games. It's all the same. It's the same actor doing the same character. Which I kind of like, though. I kind of think that's interesting. Why are you bitching? Because he's saying, like, already that he's going to have video games and TV and what? And cartoons? Dude, they have that already. Yeah, I know that. They have these gaming studios. (sighs) They're going to put out Suicide Squad at some point with Rocksteady. Oh, my God. No. Oh. Warner Brothers is going to mm. keep making these games. Yeah, know? I guess so. Because so is Marvel. Sure. And, and Marvel, but here's the thing. The Marvel games are really good because they're in their own continuity. They're in their own thing. They're on their own earth or whatever. And, yeah, we're g- whatever. I'm excited. And I'm also glad, as much as it sucks for Aquaman, The Lost Kingdom, and I feel for James Wan because mm. I think he, he did a, a fun movie with that first one. And I... I think he's going to get the short end of the stick with this one. I f- this this just reeks of studio meddling, and I don't think he's happy with the studio, and that sucks. And mm. I, I'm excited to see what he comes up with, and I know I mean, he'll, I'm going to watch. I want to support it. 
but it's weird because you can't you were like I want to support it but I hate what DC is doing or what has happened to DC because of Warner Brothers. Yeah. But I still think it's good news that yeah. we finally have an answer. Yeah. 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 Tyler, Brilliant. Tyler. Yeah. Let's get to the reviews. Let's do it. Yes. Um I told you. Let's talk about Gen V again. So Tyler caught up episode And there's four. a new episode since we talked. Well, quickly, what did you think of episode two and three? Um, well, I mean, I, I watched two, three, and four last night. Um, I kept wanting to get around to it this weekend, and I just never did. I just was never in the mood or never... I, when I, when I want to watch something like this, I want to be doing nothing else. I want to be watching the movie... I don't want to have my phone anywhere near me because the, you know, propensity to look at something on your phone, you know, is just too big, Check you know, Twitter. right. So it's like, I want, I put my phone away. I, I, I might have a snack and maybe something to drink or whatever, but I'm generally sitting in front of my TV concentrating on the show because I want to get everything that it's supposed to be. And so last night I watched two, three and four and, um, I just am so, so I'm trying to think of like how episode two was, uh, episode four was basically tech night. Episode three was basically, uh, her going into the woods. Yeah. Cause two and, and three, you learn about two Sam. was basically them like getting their, it was the aftermath kind of them getting their interviews and stuff. And she got the interview where yeah, Jordan yeah. asked her to say that she was there, but she didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think of Jordan's character? Because it's a non-binary character that, that... So, first things first, I didn't know this, um, but the actress who plays the female version, her name is London Thor. Huh. That's fucking badass. <laughs> it's a great name. Right? Uh, she's from California. I was looking at the cast and crew and whatever. Um, all... All the all the kids in this movie are just are show. pretty great actors. Um show. Huh? Keep saying movie. Show. Um, but they're really great actors. Everybody's really obviously good looking because it's Hollywood and whatnot. Again, I'm kind of disappointed Clancy Brown is gone. Um but I like <laughs> yeah. how we, you said after the first episode about uh, Patrick Schwarzenegger and he's been in in it a lot, which flashbacks and stuff, which is cool. Yeah. Um Cause I think I really like Sam's character. More, you know? uh, I don't know the kid who plays uh, Sam, but um, he's really good. Yeah. And I liked TV's Jason Ritter because <laughs> I love his dad, John. Him and a puppet. We were like, yeah, I love yeah. his dad, John, and I would love it if Jason kind of became that too, like that TV guy. Um, but yeah, I I think it was great. I. I think my favorite character is, is Emma. I really do. Um, I think she's the most real out of like all of them, if that makes any sense. I yeah. can relate to her. Well, um, it, yeah, yeah. I I, th I think um, that whole story, like, I, what a it's tragic, so crazy because like, I'm trying to figure like what's my favorite, but I really like all the characters. I, I do too because they. This is. This is what I like about it too, where I said it's less cynical than than I even think it's less cynical than the show, because I was asking like, do we think it's more brutal or you know violent wise or anything like that? But I think this show is better, uh, um, 
in character work. Like I think it's really interesting because it it feels like in that world, but it feels so separate because they're not corrupted yet. Like they're not fucking dickheads. Like well, the, you, the heroes yeah. that we know. Like they haven't become the seven yet, so they're not as fucking douchey. You know. So if you think about it like this, you you got you got okay. So you got Kate and uh, the other the kid whose polarities his dad, Aaron, or Andre. Andre, the kid who works with metal. I think it's Andre. So you got Kate, Andre, you got uh, Marie Moreau. Look this shit up. Jordan. Come on. So there's four characters, basically. And then you have uh, Dean Shetty, and I think that's basically it. It is Andre. So you got basically five characters. Well, and Jordan is two characters. Well, it's one character, but two actors. Which is a what? And then you forget Emma and Sam are are, are there too. I'm just saying, no, technically it's fine. No, but but it's, what you're saying, you're right, it is what you're saying to a degree is very very true. And and if we think about the dynamics of the boys, and we think about the dynamics of this show, the boys follows about three or four different groups of people, all with multiple characters in those groups. And so it's hard to focus on the characterization as much. They do a great job of flashbacks and whatnot to explain things and, and you know, surprise, you know, like, oh, that's my dad, like, like with Billy Butcher or whatever. But this show has an advantage over that one is that it's set basically in one place, basically, and it's basically got the same five or six people who we're concentrating on. So that gives a that gives this show the opportunity and the writers and the producers the opportunity to really flesh out these characters more than they ever could on the boys, and I I, I like what you're saying too is obviously at, I think it was episode four or three or four but they were watching the news and they show the news about Home, Homelander's son killing a, a protester. They showed like Homelander going like this, and the it was right before they got to Tech Knight's thing. I think it was episode four, but they were flipping through channels, whatever. Yeah. But they showed that. So we know that the timeline is around it's, the... S- it is in, it's in between three and four. Gotcha. Seasons three and four. Yeah. Okay. And and that makes sense to me. And and it's just a great way... You know, when we were talking about uh, the Green Lantern Corps, when Zack Snyder was trying to do all that stuff, right? Way Zack back Snyder in the day. Zack Snyder wasn't attached to it, but... Whatever. But they've been trying to do the Lantern things for... Right. They were trying to do, like, yeah, an yeah. auxiliary TV show, whatever, a spinoff, whatever you want to call it. And I've been hearing about the Dune Sisterhood for... See, feels like decades. I don't care anymore. Oh, Why don't you just dump it all over my shit? Excuse me. Um, but it's rare when it when a spinoff does well or rather does something that the yeah. original is not doing or fleshes out the original uh one one that i can uh, uh another great example is breaking bad and better call saul those two shows you can watch them both without knowing about the other and be fine but when you watch both of them in either order you get so much more about the other one because you have that context and, well, and, and a lot of times, like with the Dune Sisterhood, I don't think that would have done that for me with the Dune movies, if yeah. that makes sense. This does with the boys. It gives me... It enhances it. Yes. And and that's the thing. You know, when this was coming out and it says, they said that it does have implications. It's in between season three and four. And it, um, 
does have direct implications in season four. And and people are like, well, now it's becoming what it's parodying and being a satire about. I'm like, yeah, it is. But it's you can still be a satire on this thing while doing it. And like you said, if it's done meaningful, meaningfully and it makes sense and story is important and story is what matters. Yeah. Then you can get away with making a spinoff show. And this is better than it. Like. This is so much better than I expected. I had super low expectations for this I show. had none. I love the boys. I think it's great. Me too. But I was ready to jump in because I love the boys so much and it's and the I, same guys. It's the same people. I mean, why Why wouldn't I at least give it a shot? Yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. When I first started watching it, I watched the first episode and I'm like, okay, this is, you know, whatever. And of course, I, I got sucked in right away. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, I watched the first episode so we can talk about it on the podcast. Wow. Just like, like Cooper Focus. with any sort of food, um, but having that or whatever. Um, Give me I, the damn Reese's cup, man. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> Did I distract you again? Gen V. Having that, I, I was going. I was going to have that, and then, um, and then just not watch it again. Just be like, it's not for me. Whatever. Um. So yeah. Uh, so they introduced Tech Knight in episode four, which is an interesting character in the comics because he's kind of a sex pest uh, like he is in this show. Um, it's even crazier in the comic. But also I love how this is kind of a parody of true crime and those like because he, he interviews every character and he like breaks down their character and all this other stuff. But he gets exposed because he has an obsession with just fucking holes. Literally humping holes. And it just says a lot about the writing of this show where you could be that ridiculous and perverse, but it's still funny and it still works <coughs> in the context. Because they did a... Well, he does a really good job of, of being that character. The acting but it works is... The, but that's, yeah, it works direction. the tone. It, under, right. it still understands, because it's the same people, yeah. they understand the tone of the series mm-hmm. and... They've built because they were talking about Homelander flying in the air, jerking off into the city. Yeah, like and didn't they actually do it in one of the seasons? I don't know. They talked about doing it in the first season, but so my point is, the show like that whole ending works because it it makes so much sense and it's it fits that perverse, weird, twisted world. And oh, the whole show. Look, when 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 we find out that the one dude actually uses pheromones to like date rape girls. And she blows his fucking penis up, which, let's be honest, <clears throat> I'm surprised the right-wingers haven't come out and been like, that's woke! Like, listen, all I gotta say is this. If you're a dude and you have, uh, y- your whole thing is drugging women so yeah, that you can get laid, bad your dick you're should evil. be exploded. Yes, yes. And here's the thing, because I have a dick, right after that, and they're arguing in the hallway and stuff, I'm like, hey, that was pretty awful, man, now his dick's gone. But then I was like, well, good. Because, like, as a guy, like, I was thinking about, you know, ow, that would really hurt because now I, you don't have a dick. But also, I don't do that shit. So, my dick would be okay. So, I'm sorry, Rufus, that your dick got exploded, but you kind of deserved it. I'm surprised no, like, neurotic in those fuck faces I'm, haven't come out. They don't cover this show. They won't cover this show. Why? Because it doesn't make them money. They make more money bitching. They're scared about, of it. They make more money bitching about Ahsoka than they make about doing any of this. What are they but I don't bitching wanna, about? I don't it? fuck them. I don't we'll want to talk. Hey, I don't want to talk about them. Hey, we're not talking about that. I told you not to eat that. Eat what? Your ass? Yeah. 
<laughs> My board wasn't on. Pretend that part didn't happen. Rewind. <laughs> no, not comicsology. <laughs> no. Boop, 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 boop. Boo! Fuck you. Yeah, it's you know what it it really boils down to. Um. Yeah. Sloppy. All around. Um. Anyway, Gen V continues to impress me. Um, yeah. Uh, how many episodes is it supposed to be? I don't fucking know, Tyler. I think eight. I think that's so we're about halfway there, through. Because there's usually like eight episodes of the boys regularly, and they're all hour long. So I can. I was. Uh, I I will say one final thing. Um, no, I I was gonna say something about them killing that janitor, but it's like, look, if you're trying to look for any sort of like realism in this show, I mean, I also you know how we talk about suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Okay. Now. Everything else that's happening in this show, and I'm supposed to, and I can't suspend my disbelief that a random janitor got killed and they're okay with just killing random people to keep their secret. Yeah. Like a dude's dick got exploded by some chick's mind. Uh, I I also... And another dude blew himself up in the air. I gotta respect the um, amount of male nudity in this yeah, in these series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot more penis than I expected. Well, you know, it's about time. About time we see more or more dicks than uh, boobs. Because, to be honest, uh, it, the way Hollywood was is there's a lot of actresses that back in like 60s, 70s, 80s, whatever, um, that have said recently or after the fact that they felt like if they had not done nude scenes their career you know what i mean yeah and that's uh, that's happened to a lot of actors lizzie broadway by the way who plays um emma mm-hmm. she is great in this show she's what she's great i told you she was my favorite character she's awesome yeah i love the scene when she's eating and like getting bigger like it's just the special effects are great i and can't you know complain what? about them at all i i will say it's, I do think it was funny that Andre left the hole in his dad's statue's dick. Jesus. That's where he hid the, hid the recordings. <laughs> that was great. Sorry, what up? Well, the joke that this is this has got to be Freudian. When he rips open the the statue of his dad. Yeah, Freudian. Yeah, this has got to be Freudian. <clears throat> um, but her relationship with Sam, I think, is interesting. And, you know, a little flirty. And mm. I like that they're bonding over being weird, especially after what we saw her experience in the first episode mm-hmm. where she, you know, she doesn't have the self-confidence and like this guy isn't like this relationship isn't necessarily sexual, but it is a little flirty. And it's it's like <laughs> she's actually getting like positive male interaction where it isn't like, oh, you're the tiny girl. Can you make my dick look gigantic? And Again, would not expect that kind of growth in a show with like in the I, world of I the mean, boys, and that's what's so right. good well, about you, this show. You ask, you ask any person, any human being. I don't want to say just women, but it probably happens more on that side of it. I would say, but you ask anybody if they've ever done anything that they normally wouldn't because they liked somebody and they were like, you know, naked with them, you know, yeah. And because they liked them and this other person said, like, I want to do this or I want you to do this. And they're like, that's weird, but I like you. So how could that be wrong? Whatever. You know what I mean? I've done that. <coughs> are we soup king shaming? We've all. Come no. On. No, I'm saying that there are a lot of. What? <laughs> there are a lot of fucking scummy fucking people out there. 
And you have to be careful, you know, because in the first episode alone, I have a hair on my... I had a dog hair on my mouth. In the first episode, she's with this guy because he's popular and she thinks he really likes her. And all he wants is for the little tiny girl, you know what I mean? The little uh, super powered, you know, uh, wasp type girl to hang off his dick. Like, it's he doesn't like her. He wants to use her. And the moment when she understands that, when he's like, I think it'd be really hot if you were hanging off my dick, you know? You see her face go from joy and excitement to, oh, this again. And how many, I mean, it's it's such a powerful moment to me because it's just, I don't know. It just, it just, I, I, I just, I wish, I wish that people wouldn't take advantage of other people. You know what I mean? That's what, that's what I'm saying. This is an interesting show because you're more sympathetic because... Mm. <clears throat> they're not egotistical. Well, some of them. Well, are. young young people when you're growing up. I mean, I remember when I was you know young and in my teens and early twenties, late you know, and yeah, you're unsure of yourself. And there are people who are your age who just are more confident or whatever. But they somehow they get you to, you know, to you know, just do stuff that is against your instincts because you want to help this person out or you want to you know look cool to this person, whatever. You know, to me, it led it led to me doing a lot of fucking drugs, you know, and drinking yeah. a lot because I wanted I don't know, but I don't know. So what's up with that blackout cut to Jordan? Like, you know, with, oh, real quick, Jordan, we never get I never get to talk about it. You keep sidetracking me mm. with other great conversation. Sorry. You're so good. I love you. What? Um, I love you as a friend. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I love you. Well, that's different with uh, Jordan and uh, is it Marie? Marie, yeah, Marie. They end up in bed together. Well, so but real quick, yeah. Jordan's story. I think that's such an interesting dynamic of making that a <clears throat> non-binary character. Yeah, and that whole sequence at the fundraiser mm-hmm. or that uh, the remembrance for um, Brink. Think Brink. Hashtag Think Brink. Um, when they have Jordan transform into his male into the male version, well, he's to, the male version the whole time until he turns into the female at the at the fireplace. Yeah, and it, it's that that sad moment of like, clearly Jordan is more comfortable as presenting as a woman. Yeah, and it's it's such an it's such a thoughtful and well done storyline where you could argue that it's pandering and some people will say that or it's woke or something whatever i truly think like it's coming from a good place and oh I, yeah i think it's coming from a place of understanding of like you and honestly it's a great way to spend most of the time seeing jordan as a female because yeah. that's how jordan chooses to present yes. themselves and it is a little sad when they his the parents are only happy when it's when Jordan is a male mm-hmm. and it's like it's it's a I think it's a really thoughtful allegory. It's a thoughtful it's a thoughtful way to to talk about the experience of being a trans youth or a trans person in general. Um, it's a very thoughtful way of saying like, well, clearly they were born as uh, as a male 
And then Compound V gave them this power that allowed them to transform completely. I I thought one of the most brilliant, brilliant sequences was when she's getting fucked like by that dude. Yeah. And they're just going to town, you know? Yeah. And I, I mean, I think we've all had moments where you're talking about something while you're fucking, you know, yeah. whatever. But it's just, it's so real and visceral, right? And then, like, the oh, those par- are my parents are right, and it's like, holy crap! I gotta like clean a lot of shit up. Yeah. <laughs> like, not just get out of my house or a room because you're yeah. a dude. Stop fucking me. But right I now. also, yeah, but I also have to get all this like fucking girl shit into the you know drawers. Yeah. Um, I yeah, I, I mean, it, it's a great. It's a great way to kind of, uh, I, I, I don't know, I remember uh, a, a couple of years ago, it must have been now, but um, Gamma Flight, uh, Al Ewing wrote, uh, it was like a miniseries about the people trying to trying to find Hulk, and it was Titania, Absorbing Man, um, and uh, the Wendigo uh, creature, I think it was uh, Rick Jones at the time, and then there was a, a, a trans character. And uh, she was uh, she was a doctor, and she it was just a really well done way of talking about body morphology, things like that. Um, there was a character on there who was like irradiate. I, I can't really explain it. Just if you have a chance, go check out the Gamma Flight limited series from a year or two back. It's a, it was a great and brilliant and kind and compassionate. And really clever way of talking about what it what it might be like to be somebody who's trans and to have these feelings and to have these experiences. And if nothing else, it was a great comic book. And it also gave me a, a lot of appreciation for what people what people might go through, you know, I mean, because it's not easy. Yeah. Nobody, you know, uh, David Cross did a bit a while back about um, uh, he did this whole bit, and it's like nobody chooses to be gay. Like, okay, nobody wait would a second, choose this. right? And, and it's like nobody look is like, oh my god, you guys, like I'm I'm really, really, you know, made fun of in school, and everybody hates me and stuff. You know what? I'm gonna come out of the closet. I'm gonna pretend, you know, I'm gonna choose to be gay on top of all that shit. Yeah, exactly. And he has this. It's a great bit that he does. Uh, but well, it, it really says it. It's just a great. Yeah, yeah, I I love the show. I'm I'm excited for more. And dude, again, anybody named London Thor, kick ass. That's cool. What? <laughs> wow. Uh, it's time to talk about Loki. No, season two, episode uno. Um, I gotta say, out front. Absolutely enjoyed this episode. Had a lot of fun. It was quick paced, fun. I think it continues funny. to show that it is the best Disney Plus MCU project. I would say, in my, it's in the my first in one my, to receive a second season. In my opinion, I think it's right. it's it's the better. It's the best one. It's such a fun episode. It's such a fun show. It and. I just yeah, I, I really enjoyed it and I wish there was a second episode. I was hooked. I was interested. Yeah, I would I like to, like to do like a two or three season uh, or you know. 
Um, the uh, Kihari Kwan, obviously, I grew up with him in movies and stuff, but so he was damn great. good in this episode. So, so good. good. Um, his whole like the whole the way they explain it, like the, the whole who's roundabout. On first fucking. Oh my oh god, my dude. Yeah, the brilliant. whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, yes, it, it feels like what it said it what it was setting out to be in the first place, and mm-hmm. that is like, okay, this is going to be how they figure out how to make. All this Kang shit makes sense. Yeah. And we that is what this show is, and that's the thing. This show knows what it is. Because in that first season, is it introducing you to the idea mm-hmm. of A, the multiverse, mm-hmm. and B, variant. Variant, you know, like all the variant idea, and then C, he who remains. We're not mm-hmm. calling him Kang. We're not calling him... Uh, I still uh, don't think they've called it... The Egyptian one. I'm not calling uh, Ramata. him Ramata. We're not calling him uh, fucking Iron Lad. We're not doing that. The Iron yet. Uh, Victor Timely, uh, which is Victor Timely's going to show up in this. Um, there's a, a more, uh, the uh, Scarlet Centurion and Immortus is another one of Immortus, his. Yeah. Uh, um, another one of his uh, uh, names or yeah. characterizations. Yeah, it's. It, I still don't think they've. Use the word or the name Kang. Other Quantumania in, in was the only one. Yeah, that's the only one. Loki, he is. A, 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 if you're taking it at face value, you should, as a as a viewer, understand that Kang in Quantumania is not he who remains in Loki. But, they are variants of the same character, but they're not the same. And that's what I want to point out. Where I think. And and the, the uh, acting wanna, by well, Jonathan Majors I, I, I want, points that out, too. I want to make a point here. Yeah. I thought that it introduced Kang better than Quantumania does. However, I agree with what you said earlier. That is a lesser Kang. Yeah. And when you start to view it that way, I think you'll tend to enjoy the movie more. Because while that movie is building him up to be serious as this threat, all it's doing is planting the seeds for what is to come. Yeah. Like he gets beaten by ants, <laughs> like so. That's not the same as he who who remains, and that's also not the same as who, I'd wager who to Loki say, is afraid. Yeah, of. I'd wager to say he who remains is actually more powerful, much more powerful than the Kang. He's in the one who held it all together, and he says, yeah. "You kill me, you let him free." And um, I, and that's what I think. What's so interesting with how Loki mm. approaches him. Mm. Because there's fear, he's introduced in a a. That's the only the like, entire first season is trying to get to but that's, him. But that's the common theme, right? That's the only common theme amongst these variants. There is a there is a threatening presence about them. Where and like they still they, don't. They know. might not be the strongest version, but every version he's smart. Every version he you know you know what I mean. They still don't know that Sylvie killed him. For yeah, sure, nobody knows. They don't she, know she that. Him out the door. We kicked Loki out of the door before she did. So they don't. They know what's. They see the consequences of it. They can probably maybe assume that she did because that's what he said would happen, and Loki is there to watch it. Um. Yeah, what a brilliant show. And uh, I, I, uh, what's her name? X fifteen. She was in that. Uh, we own this city. Uh, <laughs> also limited in, uh, series. Lovecraft Country. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I like her a lot. She's a great actress. Um, yeah, I, I just thought it was it was a good 
It was uh, that the uh, what was it, Judge Gamble and General Drix or something? Um, the two people they were talking to to try to convince them not yeah. to go. Yeah the the whole <laughs> the whole episode was great. Um, I thought so. Uh, what I really thought was interesting. Did you notice this? The temporal loom. Huh. The temporal loom, like the thing. What they, about it? The th- hook that they used to pull. Loki with the time mm. skipping or mm. time slipping, which again I thought was done really done well. Yeah, and yeah. Like oh, especially yeah. with the whole describing where the temporal loom is. He's like, I don't know where that is. I've never had one of those. He goes, but you will though, because I'm from the future. And you, or what you, he said something like to that effect. He's like, well, you haven't had that conversation yet. Right. You're having it right now. Yeah. And then they skip back to anyway. But yeah. what now? But the temporal loom is the same device that Kang uses in Quantum Mania to try and get out of the quantum realm. It's what's you, what Owen Wilson uses, uh, Mo- Mobius uses to pull Loki into their timeline. Right. Yeah. It's the same device. And oh, you're talking about the uh, the oral. The thing uh, he used for a ship. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the the temporal loom is is all the timelines being you know weaved together. Sorry, but the thing that they yeah, use is the same Yeah, it's the oral uh, timeline, oral disc pass something. So I know exactly what you're talking. Yeah, it's name. the thing that he hooks up to uh, the. The ship at, at the end, in yeah. Quantum Mania. I'm like, there we go. Now we're starting to get some connectivity, like, because you know how Phase Four felt so disjointed. Now we're starting to see, like, okay, Loki is doing what it set out to do. Mm. It's patching this together and d- building up this thing of like, this is all going to be connected again. And I think it's smart to do. You could argue what they could have done next with like their their big bad, but I think having it be. Secret War, having it being the Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars, mm-hmm. I I think that's a smart move because now you're you're just showing how you could do a presence with an overlooming threat, but have different versions, and you can tell you know it, it's an interesting time. Can I also you know say- what's so funny? Like a few months ago, I was down on this shit and I didn't want to watch it anymore, and then it just took a good episode of Loki to be like, oh, all right, I'm back in. I'm- well, you know, you're talking about. Um, real consequences. And one thing that the MCU has really done a shitty job of, for the most part, is killing off their really compelling villains. But there are also people who talk about real consequences for these characters. Like, well, if these characters always survive or if they come back from the dead, then there's no real consequences. It's watching these hey, movies motherfuckers. TV. Hey, motherfuckers. It's watching these That's movies That's exactly TV. what happens in the comic books. Yes, so you know what? I don't need to see a Kang Dynasty or a Secret Wars where anybody like dies for good unless they're rebooting that character. Come back all the time. Unless they're rebooting that character. Other than that, I don't need to see like Okay, I think I think it's good that Iron Man was the only one who died besides Black Widow. And, and Steve Endgame. just got old. I think those are okay decisions, yeah, right? Fine. I'm glad that like a lot of them didn't get killed. It's okay you know? that like because everybody was expecting like a whole slaughter. I'm okay with Clint living with his family. I'm yeah, not, he doesn't need to die. He's retired. He redeemed himself. Yeah, he was good. in a really dark place. Thor is. We can stop seeing Thor now. <laughs> I liked Love and Thunder, and I'll defend it. I don't care. Um, well, next week on off panel off topic, we fucking fight. We fade about movies that we don't like. Oh wait, that no one likes. All right, let's wrap. Let's wrap up the review mania with um, Ahsoka series review here. We did the first five episodes. 
I'm all caught up now. We can review the last three. Um, so the first thing I want to talk about before we really actually like get into show. those three episodes, I'm glad you do. I'm glad that you uh, feel like I do. That is the best Star Wars movie or Star Wars show. I think, ex- except for maybe Andor or Mandalorian season one. Um, it is the closest to the feeling I get when I watch a Star Wars movie. One of the you know first. Yeah, it feels six. like old school Star Wars. It does. It and 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 I I don't know if we talked about it on the air, but we have on off the air a lot off panel off air. Whoa! But, but um, what does it sound like? That was another episode of Off Panel Off Air. Nice. <laughs> Man, I bet you thought your your car was messed up. Right? You're like, son of a bitch, Oop. my Bluetooth is off. And then you crashed. <sighs> Damn it. I have a Bluetooth. So, um... <laughs> no. What? But one of the things that I really like about this show is... is We, like we didn't watch Rebels. Pew, pew, we didn't quip, watch pew, Clone pew, Wars. Quip. You just go right over it. Of course, because you're just trying to fuck with me. We're, we didn't. Neither one of us watched uh, Clone Wars or Rebels or no, any of that no. stuff. But I'm aware of the characters from Legos. Okay, basically. Um, Fucking nerd. That's I, how I, I know them at all. That's how I know Kane and Jarrus. The first th- the this this um, it's the Phantom, uh, and the Ghost is their ships. Uh, Hera Sundula uh, in the in the cartoon. And the first Thrawn minifigure came with a Kane and Jarrus who's blind and an Ezra Bridger and a Thrawn and then a Chopper. No, no Ezra. And then Chopper. And so I was like, I don't know who this Kane and Jarrus dude is, but you goddamn know I'm going to get a Thrawn minifigure, motherfucker. And that's the only way. I, d- I didn't even really know who they were or, or I kind of sort of maybe might have wikipedia it or wikipedia it. Just to find out, like, you know, Good who they Wikipedia. are. Well, just to find out, like, yeah. what's going on with these people, because I have a lot of minifigures of them. And this show, I don't know about you, but I can watch that end sequence with that slowly building, it's hopeful and yet tragic music at the same time, that whole sequence of, like, the the circuitous route that everybody takes to that one place. Yeah, You know what I'm talking about? Did you ever watch the end credits just straight through? It's fucking brilliant. No, I'm serious. No, the it's, scores is really good on this. It's show. really good, and like it, it when when she first sees Ezra, I don't know these characters. This is the first time anybody who's a fan of that show has seen them in live action, and I guarantee you that they were freaking out and like, oh my god, this is awesome. And what I got from it was, wow, these characters l- love each other. Yeah. And it's palpable and it's visceral and I can see it and the direction and the writing and the characters and the acting all brought it to home to me. I may not ever watch Clone Wars or Rebels, but I have more of a desire to than I ever have in my life. Yeah. Just because I want to see those stories that brought them together. And I'm kind of pissed that the big purple guy hasn't shown up yet. He's been mentioned. There's a big purple alien dude, are you, are you Zeb. About, yeah, you're talking about uh, he was the dude at the bar in The Mandalorian in season three. Yeah, when but he needs to, he needs to show up again. No, yeah, but I know what you mean. Yeah, um, done dirty. <laughs> I I will say this. I I think I I'm 
I enjoyed it as well. It did feel like classic Star Wars to me. I thought it did a really good job of making me understand characters that I had not known before because I'm like you, I didn't watch. I knew more about Ahsoka than anything just from, she was in the original Clone Wars, yeah, the Gendi Tartakovsky, I think. But I could also appreciate um, like callbacks to that. Like seeing Anakin, we talked about it when we reviewed the earlier episode, seeing Anakin in that armor was awesome. Um, I just feel like this could have been a movie, um, because it feels like, but again, it's weird because I do appreciate taking their time to explain this stuff to me and convey that I, why I should carry, care about these characters, but it really feels like the second half of the season is just like a, a movie and that's fine. I enjoyed it. Like the third act dude with, okay. And I love that Filoni has been but worked with George Lucas for so long and understands this world so well mm-hmm. that he took someone who doesn't know anything about the fucking witches and make me understand like oh they're dealing with some dark magic in the in the force you know why because i've already accepted that people have telekinesis in this world i've already accepted the force they're basically so the precursor to the sith is the De- the night sisters of dathomir yeah and Darth Maul and his brothers, uh, Savage, um, are are the male versions of Dathomirians. Yeah, that's what the the ma- females look like. That and the males look like Darth Maul with the horns. And- yeah, and um, I think <laughs> I might get my nerd card pulled for that. When uh, pretty sure though. When uh, the what what's her name? Savage Oppress. Is Darth Maul's brother from the fucking Clone Wars? Wow, he's name. basically a Darth Maul who's who yellow. Was, who was the woman that, that helped that hired Balin uh, in, in the show? Uh, Morgan Elsbeth. I'm gonna pull that up. Morgan Elsbeth, uh, the one who brought them there. Well, her, her name, yeah, her character's name. Morgan Elsbeth is the one who was Thrawn's person. Are you talking about Shin Hati? Yeah, Shin. Balin's, Shin. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Shin Hati. No, 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 no. The the <clears throat> one, the witch. The, she becomes a witch. Morgan Elsbeth. That's not her name. Yes, it is. That is not a Star Wars name. Let me look it up. I don't believe you. What was it? <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> they said her name like a million times, butthole. Um, anyway, uh, no, like her turning into one of them was awesome. And then they, I love that dude, her sword. Fight, her, her fight scene with Ahsoka was fun. And how many times have we seen a, something other than a lightsaber, you know, and a dark saber have a fight like that? Like that that's also cool. introducing the idea of like, oh, swords, like this magic. Like he does such a good job. Ahsoka of, only like, has one now. He does such a good job of weaving in that like mystical thing into mm-hmm. something that's again more I just science I, heavy. Right now, again, I can't stress how pissed I am about the sequel trilogy. Oh yeah, they fucking fumbled so hard. Because right now, right now, they're building what should have come after Return of the Jedi. This been such a because that's where it is in the timeline. It's such a. But they have to somehow bring it to this piece of shit trilogy that J.J. Abrams shat out in his fucking sleep. And the third movie was an apology. Oh, fuck off. You know yeah. what? If you, the first like movie, the, if you don't like The Last Jedi, <laughs> fine. The, fir- the first movie was, but hey, you know it's good. We're still Star Wars. 
look, we're doing Tatooine. We're sorry about this that is- movie that was different. The second movie is, you know what? Fuck you, Star Wars fans. We're going to do our own thing and do some good stuff and different stuff because you need change. And then the third movie is, hey, we're sorry about that second one. Kylo Ren. Somebody else was in charge. Kylo Ren literally tells you to kill the past in that movie. He what? Literally says, kill the past. And Ryan Johnson was just like, and, dude, oh, Kylo, Kylo's character was so interesting in that second movie. His dynamic with Rey was interesting, and it didn't feel like a romantic relationship. No. But it felt like those two people were at the same points in their life on Different side, like whatever. We're not talking about the Last Jedi, but no. If you ever, but, th- but that's if you what do I mean. the they third didn't even one, try and, they, you're right. It's what you said. They didn't even bother to try and make sense. They started a trilogy without a fucking plan. Yes, and then they just did and it then you as. Go, and then you get Favreau and Filoni that understand this world and do such an awesome job making this new creative shit. You want to know if... And then they yeah. fucking... You're right. They have to build to that. Yes. <laughs> now, Favreau and Filoni have the fucking advantage in, in the respect that they don't give a fuck about what is said on the internet when they're creating. Abrams is fucking... Uh, 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 he's, he's, he's a social media chump. He's got to be. I love how he's much gotta you hate just, Abrams. Well, dude, he <laughs> fucked up Star Wars, dude. I'm sorry, but he did. You know what it was? The first one... Sloppy. The first one, you know, was <laughs> is what it is, and the second one is brilliant because of the chances it takes for Star Wars, right? And it yeah. could have been so much better if they had continued that arc from the second one into the third one. But then they're like, nope, we got to go. Fucking Star Wars fans are pissed. There's 10 of them. Yeah, but they're pissed. There's 10 of them. I know, but they're pissed. Hey, I got an idea. Yeah, you. Why don't we just not listen to those 10 fucking idiots who just don't understand Star Wars at all? Brilliant! <laughs> anyway. No, we got to make the Rise of Skywalker. Dude, 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 dude. Night Troopers? Oh, dude. I fucking love that. I, we <laughs> talked about off the air. I had to watch that sequence where he brings the Chimera down to that fucking temple, uh, dude. Thrawn, that yeah. is such a fucking power move, dude. No, no. No. You don't come up to my ship. I'll drop down. I'll come down to you. Okay. So I can leave whenever I want. Right. Which makes Later. Me I was watching it with But that. dude, Enoch is fucking cool. I, I want an action figure. I was watching it with my wife and I was like... I, we, I, Did you guys finally understand why I love Thrawn so much when you I saw that? I think he's okay. No, I think he's a pretty solid villain. But I like it because it's different. It's, I told you it felt like uh, you didn't Tarkin. Know. But we're right. getting off... The, ahead, I don't want to get ahead, off the yep, original yep, yep. thought. Sorry. But when he leaves Balin and Shin... And and Morgan's like like shocked by it. I'm like, really? You're shocked that a fucking Grand Am- Admiral was a dick in the Empire? People that are clearly okay with genociding a whole planet are going to be trustworthy people? You know what so, I mean? But I think they did a really good job of here's um, why, introducing him to a mainstream audience. Yes, uh, but here's why I don't think you appreciate Thrawn as much as I do. Because you... I'm serious. <laughs> I I'm I'm surprised that up until a couple of weeks ago or or whatever or maybe you did and you're j- fucking with me, but I'm surprised you didn't know about the Empire's unspoken no aliens rule. Yeah, I I, I had not known about that. And and maybe that's because I read a lot of the books growing up or whatever, and they kind yeah, of yeah because they the touched Empire on that. that stuff. But I mean, 
you know, technically, according to Disney, that's only legends and not whatever. But yeah, that's not canon. No, but I believe it's been canon for a long time that the Empire began purging aliens from its ranks, like non-humans. So that right there, the fact that he is one of only, I believe, 14 or 12 Grand Admirals that ever existed in the Empire. And can I just say also that, hey, hey, George, you really, really fucked yourself by making the end of the first trilogy only 18 years before the first Star Wars. You're trying to tell me that when I first saw Star Wars when I was a kid, I I believed that that empire had been around for like at least 50 years or something, right? Yeah. Now, I do understand a couple things. That the that the way the timeline worked that you had to have Padme die at the end of the third one, the end of the Clone Wars, and that Luke and Leia are about 18 when Star Wars starts. Okay, I get that. But it just still seems like piss poor planning somehow that you didn't... I'm serious. Well, that you didn't... It, it, give me like 30, 40 years of the fucking Empire or something. I mean, 18 years... But isn't that what that doesn't, Clone Wars and Rebels and the Bad Batch is supposed to do? The, all this stuff is doing right now what? is... is Fleshing out that trying period. to show time, yeah, because I don't know. it just it still bugs me it's that twenty five years, years from uh, Return of the Jedi to Force Awakens, I think, or something like that. Thirty years, maybe. I don't know that that in that that that's the timeline, but I could be wrong. Yeah, it's something like twenty. So yeah, yeah all this shit. And that's what's so annoying about Star Wars <sighs> is 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 it's like you know why Star you know why Star Trek's better than Star Wars? Yeah, I fucking said it. Whoa. You know why Star Trek's better than Star Wars? Why? They don't have sticks up their asses about their own IP. They don't have to fucking, oh, everything <laughs> has to be on a tightrope and on a timeline and pick a dick pick a tear. Dude, Star Trek was cool with with like what? multiple timelines like years ago. Years ago. And you know why their fans are happier? Because they know that their fucking franchise is in good hands. And you know what? Takes a, some some of the Star Wars shows, some of those that have come out, put those up against. Well, actually, none of the Star Wars shows that I honestly have been terrible. I was gonna say put them up against some of the Star Trek shows, like uh, you know Brave New Worlds and stuff. Um, anyway, I'm just saying, like, look, Star Wars fans are way too fucking uptight about their fucking yeah. franchise. Well, there were people, there were, there were people uh, on Twitter bitching about the Night Troopers. I'm like, dude, zombie fucking. Stormtroopers? That's scary as shit. That's awesome. Why were they bitching? I don't know. Because they don't like cool things? And they're acting like it hasn't existed before. Like People are like sharing. Because there's this book called Death Troopers that talks about it. And I kind of want to read it. If it's, I don't know. Like The zombie fucking Stormtroopers I thought were really cool. Here, here's 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 it's the first thing. I, I like the Night Troopers are not just zombies. That was something that Morgan and the sisters did. Okay, they're not all like that. Let's make that clear. They did that at that moment to zombify those guys. Yes. They, right. Oh, sorry. They were night. They were called night troopers originally. Yes. Right. Um. But, um. One of the things that characterizes Thrawn is his ability to get to squeeze every last bit out of everybody under his command, and he is so good that if he said. 
to anyone, anybody under his command, hey, the only way we win this is if you slit your throat for me right now. And they go, all right, without a thought. That's fucking scary, isn't it? That's yeah. scary that well, somebody can instill that 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 kind of um, fanaticism. And, yeah. No, no, fanaticism. Yes. And that is Fascism. why that is why Thrawn is such a fucking compelling villain in Star Wars because he is on the level of the Emperor and Vader when it comes to instilling. But again, he always he hated Vader. He thought Vader was a dick. He hated that Vader like killed off guys under his command all the time like it was nothing he was like you fucking dick you're ki- you're killing empire resources you're an ass it's not because they're killing people it's because they're killing resources yeah well that's what i'm saying but but thrawn had had a way of looking at it like dude vader was a dick and a dumbass fuck vader man oh i'm gonna go kill all my all my all these generals uh, well, that I, we really can i love use. the look of the night troopers that have like this ancient look to them yes they have like robes well they've they've been gone they've been exiled they have no uh materials to repair their armor all that shit is to hold their yeah, armor this is still. after the empire's collapsed yeah and ooh, well and, dude and fucking enoch when they got enoch's w- helmet is fucking rad right but when they got when they got exiled in the that galaxy the war wasn't over yet okay so that's um, they- the the empire had because you remember uh ezra she had to tell ezra that the empire had fallen the and about the battle of endor yeah, yeah. when they were driving around or whatever but still, they've been exiled so long in a place where they don't have, like, they can't readily go to the, you know, armory and get a new piece because there is no armory. Yeah, and that you know, and they don't have materials to make that's a, new. That's a really good point. But they're willing to do that because they're so fanatic well, about that, Thrawn. That's dude. a really good point about him as a strategist too, because unlike Vader, he knew when to leave the situation and he's like i'm wasting enough men fighting here i'm leaving i got what i wanted and she was trained by anakin skywalker and i know who anakin skywalker is i'm getting the fuck out of here yeah like like i just love that and you don't it's it's almost like sometimes in storytelling we forget that like the villain should be cowardly we forget that the villain should leave. And you know why? Because you want that villain around longer. It's it's basic pro wrestling heel and baby face. <laughs> you want the heel to be a cowardly little dick who keeps ducking the baby face. So when Ahsoka finally gets Thrawn, you're fucking into it. And you're happy. You're like, finally she's going to make this dick pay. Mm. That's the point. And that's good storytelling, and I fucking love it. It's a good show. I had fun with it. I was I was just a big fan. I give it a big old sloppy. I'll eat your ass. What? I was gonna say this. Yes. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. That made me feel good. Did it? Long. I thought we were doing one. It's a long box. No, how long have we been doing the show? Hour 15. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I played the drop. (laughs) I lied to him. (laughs) Why am I talking like that? Okay, we can wrap it up. Get my favorite drop ready. You know which one it is. This whole show made me feel like I was. Oh, I didn't have it on. (laughs) Okay, wait, wait. (laughs) This whole show made me feel like I was. Having sex with him. Yeah. Yeah. No, we can do a long. I have a long box ready. Do I you mean, want? I don't care. It's up to you, man. Hey, what, what do you? What do you what think do you of the audience? What do you- <laughs>
tweet us right now. We're you know waiting. What? Let's save it for next week. We're how, waiting. How about that? We, I, you know. I don't understand why nobody's tweeting at us. I just said we have well, all these people. Hey, Ahsoka's done. We'll oh, have, we're not live. We'll have <laughs> we'll have one. That's list. why we'll have t- only two shows to review next week. I say we we hold off. That's and fine. Do it next week. Um, but yeah, I guess in in conclusion, um, I'm glad we had this discussion on the air. <laughs> 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 In no, conclusion, no. Uh, I just yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad that Ahsoka got me. I wish I, I wish that they uh, had done a better job with Book of Boba Fett. Fucking let asshole. it go, man. No, 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 no. no. You Boba show. Hey, do you remember our song? No, don't sing it. They don't get it. I don't want them to hear it. It's and a steal secret it. song. It's a it's a bona fide hit. And I and I did say boner fide. Yeah. Like Beavis and Butt. Beavis and Butt. That show. Yeah. You yeah. still do. Oh yeah, I forgot it's back on Paramount Plus. You watched the new one. Good thing. We reviewed the uh, Beavis and Butt. See, the we're forcing it right now. This is not. We're not going to get a good ending out of this. Fuck what we're you. doing right now. All right, fuck you. See, and just saying fuck you is not going to get a good ending. Come on. No, you can't just you can't just take some shit and wrap it up into the thing and shove it up your ass, okay? See, that would have been a good ending. Up and off topic with Jake and Tyler.